Welcome to It's All Anonymous. I'm your host, Oscar Ruto. This is a podcast dedicated to the lessons I have learned in Alcoholics Anonymous. My intention is to find a way, with your help, dear listeners, to use the 12 steps, not just in recovery, but in all aspects of life. Join me on this journey of spiritual progress. Here we go. Hello, hello, hello. Another week, another podcast. This is It's All Anonymous with me, your host, Oscar Ruto. Uh, first and foremost, as usual, I'd like to give gratitude to all the people who've been listening from the beginning since it's episode one. Thank you for sharing, for commenting, for feedback, and just listening. That's the most important thing I have to say. Thank you for just listening. Uh, for all those people who are joining me for the first time, thank you for coming on board and entrusting your 15 to 20 minutes with me thank you so much for that Uh, so for those who are aware this is still step five of this 12 step program and for those who are unaware this podcast is inspired by aa it is not aa it is not alcoholics anonymous it is just me trying to make sense of the steps and how see how i can use them in my life beyond aa if you want to get more of a gist of what the podcast is all about, please go back to episode one. The first five minutes should suffice. Now I'm going to start off. So in this episode, I think I will close off on step five. It is definitely one of the more interesting steps. Uh, definitely up until this step, this is definitely the most challenging. There's a more challenging one later on, but you know, we'll do, I will deal with that then. But this is definitely something that needs time and patience. And maybe that's why I was avoiding it for quite a while. Uh, so before going into the AA literature, I'm going to read something from the book Radical Honesty by Dr. Brad Blanton. I think I said Michael Blanton in the in a previous episode, or Richard Blanton, but actually it's Brad Blanton. I had to dig this book out from my shelf. And yes, this is some of the inspiration I got from the book. Uh, and it goes like this. So... The contradictions between our principles and our behavior are only superficial, only invented for the sake of appearance and to avoid acknowledging our terrifying power to make things happen. Our unwillingness to explore the possibility that we have, we have what, we, what we want, that our lives function, that we are comfortable and fear change in most areas of our lives prevents us from approaching change in other areas. Our energy is totally invested in maintaining our lives the way they are. And the phony struggle for change only conceals the ways in which the status quo serves us. Now, why do I bring up this, this quote? I think I actually, I read this book maybe one year ago. Maybe one year ago, maybe more than that, I'm not quite sure. But either way, the reason I bring up this quote is because I was thinking about this step and all the uh, admitting to my shortcomings and my flaws to, before God and to another human being. And as I was looking at my own life and trying to be honest with the people around me, I came to a conclusion as far as Oscar is concerned. The things I do that are always short that fall short of the grace of God are always things I do in the name of pleasing others. Things I do, maybe not pleasing others directly, maybe it's just to gain some attention. Right? Maybe I'm a bit of an attention seeker. You know, I say that as I'm doing a podcast. (laughs) And uh, going back a few days, I was in a position whereby I did something. And this thing is where I wasn't seeking attention. I was just doing something that was 
one of those three moments where I was truly being honest with myself, right? So I did this thing and someone else didn't like that I was doing this thing. So they told me, hey, maybe you should stop doing that. And instead of fighting back, I submitted and I said, okay, then I'll stop. And after submitting, I had this resentment about why this person told me what they told me. Why did they have to step into my space and tell me to do this, to stop doing the thing that I felt was true for me? And I kept holding on to that resentment for moment after moment until I realized, realized that that person was being true to themselves. Despite me not liking what they said, they were being honest. The only dishonest person in that situation was me because I wasn't honest enough to say that, hey, I don't agree with you. You know, in talking about shortcomings and flaws in my personality, I think that's, that's the biggest one, is that allowing myself to be weak, allowing myself to give in when I know what I am doing is true, at least for me. You know, it's... I teach kids, I teach kids English. And most teachers will tell you there's no one, there's no student that you hate more than the kid who does bad just for the sake of attention. There are some kids who can be naughty, but you can see their naughtiness is coming from a place of innocence. You know, they're not doing this, they're just, they're just rambunctious. It's like in their nature, but there are kids who you see that they're doing, they're committing the act, you know, for the sake of gaining some attention, for, you know, for get, getting some eyes on them. And it's obvious to everyone. And those are the kids you hate the most, even if they're not as annoying as the kids who are just annoying by nature. So the point I'm making here is that the kid who is annoying by nature, they're just being honest with themselves. This is what I am. And that's why, to a degree, you can forgive them. But the kid who is, you know, they're not really annoying. They're just doing this thing once in a while to get some attention. That pisses people off. It definitely pisses me off. But I have come to realize that more often than not, I am that kid who is doing the thing just to get attention. And it's hard to come to that conclusion. Huh. Okay, now, <laughs> to go on with the AA literature, this is going to be a conclusion to this step. So it goes like this. The second difficulty is this. What comes to us alone may be gobbled by our own rationalization and wishful thinking. Oh, maybe I've read this part. Sorry, I will proceed to the next paragraph. Our next problem will be to discover the person in whom we are, no, we are to confine. Here we ought to take much care, remembering that prudence is a virtue which carries a high rating. Perhaps we shall need to share, this with, uh, share with this person facts about ourselves which no others ought to know. We shall want to speak with someone who is experienced, who not only has, st has stayed dry but has been able to surmount other serious difficulties. Difficulties perhaps like our own. This person may turn out to be one sponsor, but not necessarily, not necessarily so. If you have de developed a high confidence in him and this temperament and, and his temperament and problems are close to your own, then such a choice would be good. Besides, your sponsor, has has, your sponsor already has the advantage of knowing something about your case. Uh, so when I did step five, I did it with my sponsor. Now, if you want to attempt doing something si similar and you're not in AA, I, would, I don't know who you can speak to, maybe someone you trust. Like I imagine if I wouldn't speak to my sponsor, I'll speak to my brother. Or maybe, I don't know, a close friend. There's definitely one or two friends I can think about that I will feel comfortable enough sharing some aspects about my life I wouldn't share with anyone else. But for my case, when I was doing it, I did with my friend because... Well, sorry, I did with my sponsor because he seemed... He seemed not only understanding enough, but from the 
things he had told me about his life i felt like i could trust him with some aspects of my own life okay to proceed perhaps though your relation to him is such that you would care to reveal only a part of your story if this is the situation by all means do so for you ought to make a beginning as soon as you can it may turn out however that you will choose someone else for the more difficult and deeper revelations this individual may be entirely outside of aa for example your cl- your clergyman or your doctor for some of us a complete stranger may prove the best bet uh I'm going to pause and tell you a story i had in aa one of the members of fellowship once said that he was he was at a meeting at a at a, an aa meeting and he had a story shared by someone else who was who spoke about his experience with step 5 and the story goes like this the person was on a train and he had just completed his step 4 like resentment list and now he had to go out and reveal to i mean admit the who do step 5 basically admit his flaws and shortcomings to another human being and on the train he realized like he was he had been holding back for months and months and he realized okay i have to do it now or never again so he went he he was talked to the person next to him and said hey excuse me i mean and i have this thing i need to do and i just need you to listen to me please do you have the time and are you willing to listen to the things i have to say some things are really dark so he just revealed everything about himself to a complete stranger and i don't know if he revealed everything but he definitely did as far as the story goes he revealed a lot about the step about himself and i guess maybe it's easier to do the stranger because you'll never see them again right okay to go on The real tests of the situation are your own willingness to confide to confide and your full confidence in the one with whom you share your first accurate self-survey. Even when you found the person, it frequently takes great resolution to approach him or her. No one ought to say the AA program requires no willpower. Here is one place you may require all you've got. Happily though, the, the chances are that you are that you will be in for a pleasant surprise when your mission is carefully explained. Uh, and it it is seen by the recipient of your confidence how helpful he can really be the conversation will start easily and will soon become eager before long your listener may well tell a story or two about himself which will place you in which will place you even more at ease provided you hold back nothing your sense of self your your sense of relief will mount from minute to minute the damned up emotion of years breakouts of their con- confinement and, and miraculously vanish as soon as they are exposed as the pain subsides a healing tranquility takes its place and when humility and serenity are so combined something else of great moment is apt to occur many an aa once agnostic or atheist tells us that this was this it was this that it was during this stage of step 5 that he first actually felt the presence of god and even those who had faith already often come become conscious of god as they were as they never were before this feeling of being at one with god and man this emerging from isolation through the open and honest sharing of our tra- terrible burden of guilt brings us to a resting place where we may prepare ourselves for the following steps toward a full and meaningful sobriety so that is the end of the chapter on step 5 and the thing i can say about that is i definitely did feel that way when i did my step with, this, with my sponsor like i said in the last episode the beginning was very it was heavy it's like i had this weight on my chest and but the more i spoke and the more my sponsor also opened up about himself made me feel more relaxed and by the time we had ended our session in quotes i felt free to say the least like i left that i did well, we did we did it in a cafe like i walked out of that cafe like with a smile on my, on my face like the world seemed brighter and it's funny i didn't i didn't even go out you know like 
admit I had killed someone. No, it was very well as far as the law is concerned, basic things, you know. <laughs> right? And still it's like just holding back on those things really puts a weight on the human soul. Things like resentments, anger, you know? They really wear us down. Like the things you leave unsaid, they're going to hold you back. Sometimes it's necessary to reveal anger, to be angry. It's, it is fine to relieve. I I've come to feel that whenever I choose to hold back on anger, I feel worse about it afterwards. Like it's fine to fight. Let me fight now. Let me be angry now, but you know what? Once I'm done yelling, I'll be good. I'll be good. I'll never think about it again. But to hold things back and try to act good, try to act nice. I think that's the poison in all our lives. Pretense, pretense. I think that's that is the ultimate shortcoming. That is the meta shortcoming. Pretending to be something you're not. I do that all the time. Pretending to be a model citizen, pretending to be friendly, to always laugh at people's jokes just to be polite. Sometimes I just want to walk away. Sometimes I want to say, you know, maybe it's a bit boring. Whatever whatever you're saying doesn't interest me. but i pretend that maybe pretense is necessary sometimes for the stability of society but the pretense can go too far and now i'm in a bar with people i don't know pretending to be something i'm not drinking things i don't like to make me more of something i'm not you know it's like i become more and more of what i'm not and i can't take it anymore and i have to call it quits but i don't know how to call it quits So I go to AA and they tell me there are only two requirements <laughs> in this program. One, you stop drinking. Number two, change everything about your life. And I think I can do the first, maybe with your help. The second, I'm not quite sure. And here I am, 19 months later. And have I changed everything about my life? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Do I feel more self-confident? Not really. I feel more self-assured maybe. I will say I trust myself more now than I did 19 months ago. Maybe and that's I wouldn't call that confidence. I would call that I believe in myself. Let me say that I can trust myself. That's the best I can say. things seem to be falling in line all the hardships i go through they all seem to be serving a purpose it's not for nothing unlike 19 months ago it's like all the hardships seem to be pointless it was all dark clouds no silver lining in sight and now here i am with dark clouds above my head but every once in a while I see that ray of light and I'm thinking you know what that's what I that's what I'm aiming for that's what I'm aiming for so yes quit drinking and change your whole life Oscar quit drinking and change your whole life and maybe I am maybe this is my path to god maybe me talking about my journey here is my path to paradise
And to close off, well, not really to close off, but to close off step five, I'm going to read you something from the Bible. A small quote from Isaiah chapter 44, verse 21. And it says, I have swept away your offenses like a cloud, your sins like the morning mist. Return, for me, return to me, for I have redeemed you. And that's what the good Lord says. Return to me, for I have redeemed you. And step five is the beginning of redemption. To reveal your sins openly to, to before God and to another human being. Admitting that you are less than God wants you to be. That is the beginning of redemption. Uh, that will be the end of step five from ne- the next episode. I'll begin step six. Step six. But before I close up with this episode, I'm going to read a poem from my book, Anthology on Demonology, A Poetic Discourse with the Possessed, available on all Amazon stores. It is very affordable, but if you are not able to, to, to purchase for whatever reason, do not fret, because I will be reading a poem per episode. This poem is called The Black Mass is Cancerous, and it goes like this. I'm the black mass in your life. The broken, the broken alarm clock, the morning of an, of an interview. The small fib blown out of proportion. The heavy rain on a previously clear day. I'm the black mass in your life. The absent father and the abusive mother. The distant ha- husband and, and nagging wife. The side, piece, the side piece that doesn't quite understand her role. I'm the black mass in your life. The stage four pancreatic cancer. The years of drinking you live away. The party last night and blood on the windshield. I'm the black mass in your life. And that was a poem from my book. Please go and purchase a copy if you can on Amazon. Once again, Anthology on Demonology, a poetic discourse with the possessed. And if you want to find me for comments, feedback, or whatever, please reach out to me on Instagram. That is at Oscaruto, O-S-C-A-R-R-U-T-O, O-S-C-A-R-R-U-T-O. Thank you so much for your time and I look forward to being here again with you on Friday for another episode of It's All Anonymous with me, your host, Oscar Ruto. Have a wonderful week. Thank you.